0: Hello and welcome to the Hitbox My name's Tom and you're listening to River Radio's Tuesday Night Gaming Show I'm joined every week by Gabriel and Billy, my two co-hosts Gabriel, how's it going mate? We're, in, we're on Zoom this week as well, aren't we boys?
1: Yeah, on Zoom and I'm happy to be here Tom, as always
0: it's, it's new mic day for you, you're sounding crisp as ever Nice to hear, nice to hear And Billy, how we doing mate? How's uni?
2: Uni's okay, I had to miss a day a little while ago, because I came down with a migraine, which sucked. Oh. I advise against doing that,
0: by the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure we uh, I avoid that in the future then, if I ever come across it. Trooper for being here, though, Billy. Yeah, as always. Okay, right, without further ado, uh, in the next hour, we'll be discussing the Game of the Week, which we do every single week. This week, we hopefully have some bangers. We've had some 8.5s, we've had some 9s, we've had some 6.5s, probably our lowest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll be discussing games with small releases that turn into absolute phenomenons. So that's taken a space of our guest interview this week. And that's, we're basically going to be bringing up a game each or game or two each, should I say. Um, and yeah, these games are basically, how best to describe it, games with uh, that have come out with relatively small promotion, maybe a, a few bad years upon their release, but then turned into absolute... Game changes and we'll get onto that very shortly after Game of the Week, and then we'll be finishing off with a weekly news roundup, like we do every week, so that means Gabriel and Billy will be telling me what's been going on the past week in the gaming landscape. Right, boys, are we ready to get rocking and rolling? Definitely. Absolutely. Okay, so who wants to start Game of the Week? I'm excited. Uh,
2: well, I-, I can go, because I think Gabriel's yeah. doing Battlefield again. Uh, Let's so- go.
0: Indeed. Yeah, I'm going
2: to talk about uh, quite old, quite I think unknown game, relatively unknown, which is Might and Magic Clash of Heroes, uh, which I got in like two thousand ten on the DS. Uh, wow, it does, it does, yeah. Well, it it does now exist on other consoles, but I I've always played it on the DS, so that's sort of where my memories of it are coming from.
1: I actually love uh, the DS, to be fair. Oh yeah, we're all we're all oh, DS this
2: fans. Is classic.
1: Honestly, you can't actually kind of replicate it, to be fair. No.
2: No, th- I think it's like still the best-selling games console of all time. Wow, it's absurd. that's
1: absurd! I didn't yeah. know that. No, neither. I, I
2: think, I, th- I think the, I mean, I, th- I think it's including like DS lights and DSIs and stuff. I but see. yeah, it's mm-hmm. really, really. Oh, pop. sure.
0: So it's like the whole collection of them, a the collection of them being. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. wicked! Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think uh, I had the, uh, I said DSI XL at one point, and that was that was wicked back in the day. I was very young, but that was awesome. Yeah. Nice.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I've got one of those sitting in a little cabinet by my feet right now.
0: Wow. Oh, love uh, that.
2: I, I still have my original DS's because I love them and I play them a lot still.
0: Nice. 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 nice.
2: So, uh, but onto the actual game itself. Uh, it's a sort of a puzzly game. It's very interesting because it, it, I think it's sort of aimed at a bit of a younger audience, but it's part of a, a long running series. Have either of you heard of the Heroes of Might and Magic franchise?
0: I, the name rings a bell, yes, but I'm not same. too sure whether I'm thinking of the right one because there's a lot of like uh, games that have got Might and Magic or Magic of something and I'm not too sure whether that's the one that I'm thinking of, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh,
2: so, so Might and Magic is uh, a sort of turn-based strategy RPG franchise. I think sort of like um, Fire Emblem, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, if you've heard of King's Bounty, that's sometimes counted as Might and Magic and sort of thing. That sure. sort of thing. Sure, but uh, yeah it's like that this one is, is a spin-off of that series and it's very much a puzzle game you sort of you're given like an army and you have to like color match them to launch attacks and make walls and stuff um, but it's also got like a bit of a puzzle element to it because the bosses aren't just like because normally when you're fighting like an enemy you just have to hit their health bar which is just the other end of the screen mm-hmm. but bosses tend to like have their own unit that exists on the battlefield and you have to hit like specific parts of them. Uh, so they'll like charge up and attack for five turns, and if you can hit it enough times, it'll stop the attack or weaken it and stuff. It's it's, it's an interesting little game, and it took me far longer than I like to admit to actually finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, but it, it's not the longest or the best game in the world. But it's, I think it's a pretty solid little game, puzzle game. I, I I would, I think it's out on like Steam, and I don't think it's very expensive. So if, it, if it's under like a fifteen quid, I might pick it up if, you, if you're interested. Oh, in so idea. so, it, so no. it is
0: on it is on Steam. Then it's not just a a DS exclusive, yeah, or it's on it, consoles it, as well now.
2: Yeah, it got released on a bunch of other stuff. It originally got released on DS, which is why I, I played it there. But it's out nice. on Xbox and PlayStation Three if you can somehow find it on. What, so I Xbox wonder if I wonder if there's many games
0: 3. that I wonder if there's many games that um got released on a the DS first and then got sort of ported I- over to other. Yeah. To other t- consoles and systems, that's unique, really. See, isn't Nintendo
1: it? are quite exclusive, aren't they? When you think well, that's about what I it. always
0: thought.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, like you N- think Nintendo's... a lot of their
1: big names are exclusive. Your Mario's, etc. Yeah, of
0: course.
2: Yeah, well, a lot of those are Nintendo in-game, uh, in-house games. That's why.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, this uh, one is this uh, one. Yeah, say, it,
2: it is out on other stuff. It's out on Xbox 360 and PlayStation. Yeah. Okay. And it's okay. out on Windows and iOS and Android.
0: Perfect, right? Uh, Spot on. We go to rating then, Billy. What are we thinking? Ooh,
2: I don't know. It's it's a solid game, but it's not it's not the most complicated or most in depth game. Um, and I think I didn't get quite as much out of it because I've never played the original series that it's sort of spinning off from. So I don't like recognise or have a connection to any of the characters. Uh, okay. But I still think I'm I'm going to give it you know like a solid seven. So nice. it's still up there. It's still up
0: that's, there. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah. That is. I mean. Like you said, the game came out, is it 20, 2010 did you say or 2011 it was uh, uh,
2: 2009 was the original release
0: 2009 in, uh, the US as oh, you pulled this one out the bag this is why this is why I always like your games, Billy, because they're Dang. always games that I've never really heard of, and they're games that have came out maybe a whole decade ago and you can still explain them and uh, and, yes, and rate them, great. which I think is brilliant so we're always we're always delivered or getting delivered uh almost like random games, but I'm sure they're not random to you.
2: They're usually something I'm like, I have this game and I really enjoyed it and I don't think people have heard of this so I want to sort of bring it to more people.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. I I, I love it. It's perfect. Right. Gabriel, I'm going to let you go second and I go last then.
1: Yeah, so perhaps less of a niche game for me this week. My game of the week is Battlefield 2042. On last week's show, I mentioned how the beta for this was set to be released on October 6th for people with early access and October 8th for everyone else. Unfortunately, DICE closed the beta on Sunday, so if you didn't pick it up last week, you'll now have to wait for the full game to be released. However, luckily for me, I managed to grab the game on the 8th and get a solid weekend's worth of gameplay, which I felt was enough to get a good idea for it. Before I say anything, it's important to understand that this game has been very highly anticipated by myself and the wider gaming community due to the fact it is the first big game to be released that offers something very similar to the Call of Duty franchise. That being a realistic, first-person, relatively fast-paced shooter. So what did I think? Firstly, a lot has been talked about whether the game would feature a Battle Royale mode to compete directly with Call of Duty's Warzone. I'm very sad to report that DICE won't be including one in the game at launch, and nothing has been said about if and when we'll get one in the future. This means that for now, Warzone will still most likely maintain its spot as the most popular realistic battle royale. The game will also not feature a campaign, which I thought was very surprising given the potential. I've actually played a fair few Battlefield campaigns, and... I've thoroughly enjoyed all of them. So this was particularly disappointing on top of the Battle Royale not being in there. Focusing more on the actual gameplay, I just want to say that aesthetically, this game is simply unreal. Like they've completely nailed it. It, To be honest, it just looks beautiful. If you ever played Battlefield 4, the maps are very similar to ones in that game in the sense they center around very well designed skyscrapers and buildings with plenty of stuff to do and explore and i think it's also important to mention the maps are very you know very big <laughs> especially if you're used to playing if we can making the comparison to call of duty certainly from playing the one on the beta the bat, uh, the maps i think are going to be very big but they do look far more clean and well polished now compared to battlefield 4 I really do think they've put a lot of time and energy into making the game look really good and hats off to them for that. The time to kill is nice and short, which makes it similar to Call of Duty. Some people associate Battlefield with being quite slow place, pace, but I'd like to think that people would really enjoy the pace of this game. You know, it's not too dissimilar from Call of Duty. The weapon interface and in-game custom. Customization is very smooth and looks clean. However, I was watching a stream the other day and a lot of the people in the chat were saying they didn't like the font color and the way that it glows. Um, I think some people are really put off by glowing textures in games because it distracts you from actually playing the game kind of thing
0: the early game nitpicking by the sounds of it but oh, yeah exactly oh I, I, I think completely
1: disagree i think it,
0: it says it says uh everything about the game where people are complaining about font text or font color it means you know you, you can't complain about actual gameplay it's you know nitpicking the the minor details and it just you know every all, always on launch these big games like Battlefield will always have people complaining and it's just something that they've picked up on and they'll go to town and say it's the worst font in the world just so they can have something to say the like about the game to make it look bad i guess
1: yeah i think i think you're actually bang on there tom because (laughs) i personally didn't find any fault with the font or anything i genuinely thought it was very smooth and actually quite relaxing on the eye to be fair it's like yeah you know it's nice it's great (laughs) (laughs) the vehicles are amazing they look awesome they're easy to pilot etc i could really talk for a long time about the good features of the game so i really suggest you just watch some youtube gameplay to be honest and then you can make your own judgment based off what i've said and bearing in mind that i think the thing with this game is i wanted it to be my new call of duty whatever you know whether it's the same whether it's better whether it's even a little bit worse i wanted it to be that game and i think to be fair, they have done a really good job at doing that. You know, they've created a very good, realistic first-person sheer experience without detrimenting the speed of the gameplay, despite the big maps we know and love from Battlefield. You know, I'm extremely impressed by it. I'm a bit torn by what to rate it because there are two very significant things that are missing from this game for me. And as I've mentioned, a battle royale to really compete with Warzone and a campaign to just get my teeth into and as I've said they have so much potential and I know they're expensive to make etc but they're brilliant at doing it and it's just a bit disappointing for me that they haven't gone all out with that so bearing those two things in mind and the fact that it was a beta I'm gonna actually label this but I'm gonna say that this could increase dramatically provided they either add these things in or you know just
3: you know, it, it,
1: and yeah. the fact that it's a beta as well, there's teething problems. So,
0: so you're more more or less rating the beta and what you sort of have, have witnessed so far, I guess exactly. you would say. I think that's probably this the is a,
1: In the now, right now, this game is this. However, the capacity to improve is endless, you know.
0: Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I'm going to give it a 6.5, which I know is fairly low, um, but. That's no. Di- I think this is a great game, and with a few little things, that could be quite easily changed to eight point five nine. You know, it, it's a. Oh it, yeah. It looks phenomenal. That's the thing that they've really gone to town in. It's just, it's a really, it's so realistic now. It's, it's incredible. But
0: I think, I think the most important thing for this battlefield now, because they don't have a campaign, and they don't have, like you said, the the copy for Warzone, is that they need to perfect what battlefield multiplayer is all about they need to perfect the conquest need to perfect the game modes to make it have this replayability you know the graphics I, I played i played a bit of the uh the beta myself i didn't have much time but i played probably two hours of it oh nice you know the graphics look great the guns sounded great uh there wasn't too many problems i could think of as long as they as long as they keep churning out content as long as the maps are as good as the one that was in the beta you know have that uniqueness to it you know the rocket firing up mid-map and all this sort of uh oh, so you cool. know yeah it's, it's it's spot on
1: i'll tell you what what would be interesting then given that you've played it what would you rate it out of 10
0: oh, for uh, within two hours of playing it it's it's tough to really give it too much i i'd say i definitely would probably agree with you as a 6.5 i'd maybe push it to a seven um possibly but then again yeah I, I i easily think that if i were to pick up battlefield which i probably will do then it could easily jump up to an eight
1: yeah that sounds just about right pretty much in That's agreement it. then yeah. Yeah. On, Actually, i'm
2: disappointed to hear about the uh, the lack of a campaign because i'm i'm primarily an offline player i don't particularly enjoy online play but i also think that a campaign is one of the easiest ways to keep like new players the maps that they're going to be playing in, and the weapons they're going to be using and how all of them work and stuff so I think that's a that's a real shame that they're not going to include that at all
0: yeah I mean I I play as pretty much all of the campaigns on the other battlefields and I love them so it's, it's weird to see that being taken out and I know the campaigns like producing all the, the graphics for them and you know story writing and stuff it does take a lot of money and a lot of time actors and, and, blah, blah. yeah, actors, voice actors and so on yeah it, it, it probably just people realising that people play these first person shooters predominantly for multiplayer and I don't want to just sort of judge that as being that's what everyone does but mm. I'd, I'd probably go out on a limb and say the majority do pick up these games for the multiplayer
1: that's true I do think that it's a really good point that I didn't actually think about though because you think back to the first time you ever played Call of Duty and just having the fullback option to just hop on campaign and you know learn basics without so it's a that nice...
0: It's always a nice switch up, isn't it? It's it's oh exactly you know, going from multiplayer then back to uh, back to the campaign and and you know it's you can perfect. switch over if you want to. Yeah, wicked, mate. So six point five, mm-hmm. not the best, not the worst, but something to improve on, right? Yep. Wicked. Okay, guys, I'm going to start with my game in a week. Now, then, first of all, I'm going to ask both of you the question: Have you heard of? game mode or game type called Prop Hunt.
1: Oh, yes, of course I have. Nothing. There we go. <laughs> of course. Uh, I have.
0: have any of you played Prop Hunt on like games like Gary's Mod, for example?
2: Uh, I I think the only time I've played Prop Hunt was like a, a made for browser version of the game, which was kind oh really, of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to be talking about the uh, the Gary's Mod version of Prop Hunt. I'm actually going to be talking about a game called It, right? Which is in like a cackling witch, like which on a broomstick, right? So, uh, so a bit of backstory to this. Uh, I play a bunch. Uh, I play with a bunch of friends from all around the world, right? I have friends in uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Italy.
1: That's Poland. gaming for
0: you. That is know. I know. Gaming I, know, I, know I know. We can discuss this at a different time, and I'm <laughs> sure I can bring them onto the show soon. Uh, but one of my friends in Germany. Sele- uh, sold me this game pretty much. He, he, he said, Tom, you know, we've, we've got to play this game. It's a great party game. It was on 70% discount. And I was like, all right, okay. You know, sure, I'll, I'll pick it up. It was only a couple of quid. Um, and it's absolutely fantastic, right? So I'm going to go and run over the game concept really quickly, okay? So you have two teams, okay? Hunters and Witches, right? First of all, the Witches, this is the fun part and I love playing the Witches. Uh, they begin... The game in sort of a map, right? This these maps are are really cool looking. I don't know whether you either of you have seen the game or played the game Valheim. It's got the same sort of graphics to to that game. Uh, so if you if you're sh- struggling to sort of come up with the idea of what the game might look like, look up Valheim. It looks exactly like that. So, like I said, the witches, right? These are the hiders in the game. Okay, so their job right. is to. Run around this map for 30 seconds before the hunters come along and uh, essentially turn into or replicate objects around the map just like any other prop game've yeah. got yet yeah, they've got special uh, abilities that you can choose from before joining the game right and these these can be you can actually instead of just replicating an item that you see on the floor, you can actually become it. Or, for example, you can set down traps that confuse the hunters. I'll get more onto that later on. Uh, Or you can uh, fly, for example. And this requires mana that you can use and various other things. Okay. So their job is to become an item, become a prop, whatever that may be. It could be a chair, it could be a book, it could be a light, it could be uh, a piece of cardboard anything that's on the map right you become it and uh, their, their job is to hide from the hunters for five minutes okay so you've got to find a good hiding spot look like you're just another random prop in the uh, in this world or in the map um, yeah so that and if you if you survive the five minutes without getting caught you, you win as the witch okay uh, and the hunters job so this is another team you usually have one or two of them versus maybe about five or six witches okay uh, their job is to essentially locate you using various items and abilities that they have so they'll run around this map 30 seconds after the witches have come in and and are hidden and their job is to basically seek out where these witches are hiding so each each hunter is given a chicken okay and these chickens you can lob around the map and they will signify or they will signal where Um, where they think a hidden witch is. So these chickens will uh, sort of squeal and shout and have a massive plus sign above their head when they're in the vicinity of a witch, okay? And And they
1: always know kind of thing. It's almost like a power They always know. Yeah, they
0: always know. So uh, this helps massively with basically sorting through areas around the map. Let's say you're in a a castle, for example, when you're in the kitchen of the castle, and instead of going around hitting every single object uh waiting to hear a witch squeal you are chucking a chicken in and it will tell you if it's in here and your job is to then go around and throw rocks at each different object to figure out where the witch is okay and you also have uh, a secondary item be that a grapple hook be that an anti magic bomb that uh, essentially stops the witches from doing any wizardry and and witchcraft and all these things so for example, let's say Gabriel, you were a witch and you were hiding in a cupboard as a broomstick. Or I can come in, chuck a chicken in that uh, in that cupboard and it will alert me that you're in there. So I go and chuck rocks at every object that I can see in that in that room. Okay. And this is how you locate the witches. And when you do, you throw them, they've got HP and you, you basically end up trying to kill them. Yeah. And the whole idea is that you, you want to get as many witches uh, dead as possible. So they join your team as the hunter. And you go ahead and basically eradicate all witches on the map until uh, until there's nothing left, and that means the hunters win. Sort of like an infected mode on Call of Duty. Nice, and it's brilliant. It's it's so much fun. You've got to you've got to look up videos of it. But that's essentially the whole the whole concept of it. It's just a a really fun party game similar to Prop Hunt on Gary's Modern. Like you said, the browser game that you played, Billy. And yeah, it's just it's just uh, it's just amazing, and you can pick it up on a seventy percent discount right now. Cost you about three or four pounds. Wow, it's it's brilliant, and if you've got a bunch of mates to play it with, it's it's fantastic. You know, when you're getting bored of the high stress multiplayer games, jump on that, have a laugh, finish off your night of gaming with with Witchit, and I really recommend it to everyone listening. So, having played it for a week now, I definitely think it's worth a seven point five. You know, it's not a it's not a Blow your mind game. It's not something that's unbelievable, you know, best game ever. But it's like that classic party game. It's brilliant. You can have fun for months playing it. And I really recommend everyone get it. So 7.5 could easily be an eight. I'm debating between the two. But yeah, I'm gonna go with 7.5, which it fantastic game.
1: Sounds really good. Yeah.
0: That's okay. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, honestly, it's so fun. We should we should play it sometime. It's 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 great. It's honestly great fun. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that was Game of the Week. We're going to be right back uh, to talk about our subject of the week. And we'll be back right after this song. river radio this is the hitbox my name's tom i'm joined by gabriel and billy if you've just got here okay we are discussing subject of the week time okay games with small releases or that had small releases and turned into absolute phenomenons in the end okay boys i know we've got sort of a game each we're going to go through just like we do with game of the week and explain what we've been what we've been researching and finding out the past couple of weeks all right Gabriel, I'm going to let you go first and then I'll go next. And Billy, we can finish off with you.
1: Sounds good. So, yeah, I want to talk about Rocket League, which I know we talked about. Yeah, I mean, come on. We can't have this conversation without talking about Rocket League. And I know we did actually talk a bit about it on last week's show. So it's, it's a nice follow on. And I know at the start of the show, you were talking maybe about games that almost didn't do well at launch kind of thing but this is definitely not a tale of that for those that don't know what this game is or what is involved it's essentially small mini game versions of sports such as football and basketball but they are played exclusively by cars controlled by players now this game was released in 2015 and at the time when I first came across it although it was a fantastic free to play game I kind of perceived it as this small you know time killer which you could just casually hop on with your mates i feel is that fair sort of fair yeah when when i
0: played rocket league that was definitely what i was doing
1: yeah a hundred percent and also the fact that it was free it wasn't marketed that much you know six years down the line and the game has quite frankly taken the world by storm listing some ratings Gamespot gave it a nine out of ten IGN gave it a 9.3. Its Metacritic ratings did not drop below 85 out of 100, which I just think is incredible. By the end of 2015, so its first year on the market, the game had been downloaded over 8 million times and grossed over 50 million US dollars. It now makes between 100 million and 150 million annually which for a small game, which isn't marketed very much and didn't have a cult fan base prior to release, I think that is quite exceptional. In its opening year, Rocket League received multiple nominations and won several awards, including PlayStation Universe Best Sports Game of E3 and Gaming Trends Best Multiplayer Game of E3, which they are some very prestigious awards that they've won there. This really doesn't scratch the surface of the amount of awards this game's won, but that's just pointing out a few significant ones. The, be- the game became so big that Psyonix, its development uh developers have really started to push towards the esports scene. Now it's been so well received that prize pots for Rocket League can now reach up to 1 million US dollars. So, heed my well, words if you are good at rocket league this is something to potentially invest your time in if you are keen 1 million us dollars prize pot
0: that's crazy that we should we should send ibion we should uh we should um have him as our 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 prodigy the uh, river radio prodigy I'm you know to we be honest set up i'm sure he's got e-sports. his eyes on that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah 100% we need to gather the the best gamers that listen to this podcast and send them out to tournaments, <laughs> and they can take you know a five percent, and we'll we'll take the rest.
1: Yeah, well, that definitely suits me.
0: Yeah, spot on. That's yeah, wicked. Great. Yeah, that. it's, it's 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 interesting to 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 talk about Rocket League in this way because when I played it, I don't think it was in twenty fifteen. It might have been a couple of years after, but I didn't see it as a game that was you know, massive. I thought it was like a, s- a smallish, I wouldn't say indie game, but, you know, one of those games you picked up, you know, you could get for free, it was fun, enjoyable. I never really saw it as something that would become what it is now in 2021. Yeah. It's it's really sort of established itself, just like, you know, the League of Legends and the other type of games with big prize pools for multiplayer and esports. Uh, Tom, tournaments. The, fact you're,
1: the fact you're comparing it to those those names you know not direct comparison but you know it's in that field in terms of what a phenomenon it's become and how but it's many-
0: something it's something that's so unique isn't it really it's it's there's nothing there's no game really like obviously we had it had a predecessor don't get me wrong but it's mm-hmm. it's a, a game that's its core values and its core concept is, is so unique and I think that's what makes it pop, like it, it be so big you know it has it has this uniqueness Uh no other game is like it. All the esports fans love this game because it's it's almost like it's car football. It's it's the simplest part of it. You know, it's a sport almost. You can relate it very much to 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 sport and it's and it's wicked and it's it's just fair, equal, perfect, something that's spot on for esports, really.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good point.
0: Thanks for that, Gabriel. I'm gonna be discussing my game now and i'm sure we've all heard of this and we had to talk about it on this game at some point don't hate me guys right please don't hate me i'm gonna talk about among us okay (laughs) all right so among us okay we all know this game from 2020 right none of us heard of this game before lockdown i think i'm think i'm right in saying that and i'm sure everyone listening would probably tell me exactly the same thing. But you'd be surprised to know that it came out in 2018, okay? So this game started as a mobile-only game, yeah? It started as a mobile-only game in 2018, and it only averaged about 30 to 50 concurrent players at one time, obviously concurrent being one time, uh, for for over two years, okay? So so 30 to 50 players concurrent is really not much at all, okay? No
2: like what five full games
0: <laughs> yeah exa- exactly so it was you know a really really just not interesting mobile game no one really played it there was no hype about it it had a really poor release now obviously we know that this is completely different and the uh, now and the the lead designer head of this mobile uh, this game uh, basically said that you know there was bad marketing, it was mobile only, there was various other reasons as to why it didn't really work out when they first released it. Um, but I think the most important thing, or the 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 Kickstarter for Among Us becoming how as big as it is now, okay, was predominantly to the fact of, of COVID and the, and and the lockdowns that everyone went into all around the world. Uh, and it just spawned this desire and need for games like among us to to keep everyone busy when they were stuck in their houses and i think among us it, it although it came out in 2018 it really shone in what it needed to do during the lockdowns i know uh me personally i saw this game other people were playing it that i was i i knew and i was friends with and i got into it very early on into lockdown, and I was playing it for ages with all my mates online. it's just something that works so well with people that you um, that, that you wanted to play with online and socialize with because you couldn't do that in real life at the moment
2: yeah, I, I have to agree. I also got into it because like a lot of streamers were doing stuff, and the other thing happened is the Henry Stickman collection came out so I'm not sure if either of you are familiar with it, but it's by the Too same sure. devs. Oh, really? it was a it's by oh. the same devs and it was a collection of there was a collection of um like flash games originally that have gone into it and they were really well known which is part i think it got a bit of a name boost from that because that came out august 2020
0: oh really okay so it sort of like helps with the promotion of um, among yeah. us then yeah so like i said on release bad marketing it was getting nothing but then covid happened and and the game just blew up right it's you know it has 1.5 million concurrent players, and compare that to the 50 for the whole two years uh, previous is, is a ridiculous comparison. Uh, and this is just you know we can we can we can blame COVID for this rise or this explosion of what Among Us is now, but you've got to be fair to the to the company and to the game designers. They constantly pushed out updates, even even yeah. throughout the the poor two years or poor two first years that it it had. They released new maps, they put the port onto PC all before it blew up. So they were constantly adding stuff to, to the game, even though it wasn't really experiencing the the hype that it does now. Uh, this
1: resilience pays off.
0: Yeah, and it, yeah. it just goes to show in it. It's 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 you can give up on a game, but if you really persist, there will always be a desire for it. And if you constantly improve it and you know that you have a game that's got a good foundation and a good concept uh, and yeah it's just really it just really goes to show that it, you know anything's possible when you're making a game and and here we are among us is a massive success whether you like it or not now it, it you can't you can't deny that it was such a massive thing during covid lockdown and everyone was playing it even even my non-gamer friends uh were, were playing it alongside you know i've got friends from my hometown that i couldn't see that had no prior gaming experience that were hopping on among us and having a great time so, you know that's always that's always beneficial to the gaming landscape when you can get these sort of players on too uh, and yeah so I've, I've listed a, a, another few uh, reasons as to why it blew up uh it ran on every single device out there right so any phone any computer yeah. laptop tablet anything you can imagine it was just able to be played on anything because so it's such a simple game no crazy graphics nothing insane you know you could play it on absolutely anything. Uh, and also, it was it's free to play on, on mobile. Yeah, exactly. Free to play, simple as that. You know, it's so accessible, anyone could jump on really. Uh, and yeah, and like I've put down here, it was cheap. Obviously, on PC, it was only a couple of quid. And on, on, on mobile, like you said, Billy, it was, it was, it was free. So yeah, and uh, it just goes to show now Among Us 2 is in production. So that's coming out. There's been a new map after the hype that was released. Uh, and we're we not we're not too sure if it, Among Us Two will be as big as the first Among Us because it's it's hard to tell you know uh, Among Us thrived in this in this COVID world and we will we, we'll have to just see whether Among Us Two really becomes or really will become what Among Us did uh, during lockdown. So you know it's 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 interesting to think about. It's definitely a game that I think of when I when we when we're discussing these sort of phenomenon games that had really small releases, especially considering how long it took to blow up. And I just think it's, it's a game worth mentioning and talking on this show because we haven't discussed it yet. And I think it really deserves a place. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah. And I think this is the best time to bring it up. Yeah. Okay. Make a right. choice. Billy, hit us. You're the last one. I'm excited to hear what your game's going to be.
2: So, yeah. I, I thought I would talk about the best-selling game of all time. Uh, I'm talking about Minecraft. It's really, really weird to think about, but Minecraft was an indie game. It was done huh. by one guy in a studio in like six days. Now, I, I'm assuming everyone's heard of Minecraft. It's, it's Minecraft.
0: I'd be disappointed uh, if, if there was haven't... anyone, if there was anyone <laughs> that didn't know what Minecraft was. And I don't even think we need to explain Minecraft.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's the, it's the sandbox game. Yeah, uh, but it came out in 2011 with, like, two people working on it, um, Jens Bergenstein and uh, Marcus Notch-Person, uh, whose names I am probably butchering because they're Swedish. <laughs> um, but it has shut up, and as I say, it is now the single best-selling game of all time. To put that in perspective for you, it has sold twice the number of copies as the entirety of Legend of Zelda, all of them, every Legend of mad. Zelda game put together. Oh, mad. It's insane. It outsells like, almost anything you can think of by millions of copies, which it's it boggles the mind how large this game got in such a relatively short period of time because it sold, I think, 50 million copies in three years. Um, I say, it never really went through that, that sort of drought that Among Us did, but it is weird how popular it gets. And it is, it's been owned by Microsoft for so long that people do not quite think about how it started out as this little tiny indie game. Made by like three people.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's. You know, I, I played Minecraft when I was very young. It's probably one of the first one of the first games I ever played uh, on PC, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, and even even since then, it is still grown and become something that's you know taken on the world by storm. I know it was massive still then, but just to think that it's constantly expanded, constantly being updated constantly had more players coming into it. Um and it's just one of those once in a lifetime games that really just when anyone thinks of gaming in general, you 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 know, Minecraft comes into your head without a doubt. You know, if I were to ask my mum and my dad, you know, oh, I've list me a few games, uh, they'd probably say Minecraft within the first few that they think of. So it's you know, it's it's implemented itself into the gaming culture and will stay there for many, 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 many years.
2: Yeah, I i think it is one of those bedrock games that it, it's a bit like saying, Oh, have you heard of Cool Duty? Is like, that well, pun yeah, intended? Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take credit anyway.
0: Pretend you did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: It, it, it's one of those things where if, if you talk to it about it to anybody, they will have at least heard of it, even if they haven't bought it or played it themselves.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh,
1: I mean, yeah, I have spent an unholy amount of hours on that game, recreating shows I watch on TV, recreating other things I see people make on it, or just playing the game as it's supposed to be played. The possibilities are just endless with the game. And it's on bearing that in mind, that's why it isn't surprising when I hear the numbers. But at the same time, the numbers are just so ridiculous that it still is baffling.
0: Yeah, yeah, it just goes to show how big a game can become, and that's really all that needs to be said about Minecraft. Something that started so, so small, you know, like you, like you said, Billy, just an indie game made by a few people, and to think about what it is now being bought by Microsoft, probably developed by, you know, thousands of people. I'd imagine uh, it's I, just I, abs- absolutely insane. I, I think
2: I read somewhere that they have four hundred and twenty-nine people working on it or something.
0: 400 very talented people working on that game there's a lot of people yeah yeah
1: yes it's it's unbelievable i think i saw a really crazy stat and don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure if you accumulate the hours everyone in the world has spent playing minecraft that time would surpass the dawn of time or something
0: stupid like that wow okay it's honestly crazy that is, that is ridiculous. So, it's, if you were to stack everyone's playtime,
1: everyone's playtime who's ever row.
2: played it, it would yeah. go
1: beyond the dawn of time as we know it, kind of thing. Wow,
2: wow, wow, wow. Yeah, it, it, it is just that, that big. Yeah. It
0: is mad. I think that's all that needs to be said, really, Billy. You've, you've picked out <laughs> an absolute banger. Another of the game. great like, choice. Yeah. A, another... a, the perfect, <laughs> a perfect representation of what these, you know, Small games that turn into absolute phenomenons, like we said. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Okay, we're going to be moving on now to the final part of the show just after a song. So we'll get back to you in just a few minutes.
3: I can picture what you're thinking of My imagination's not.
0: Welcome back, everyone. This is the Hitbox. My name's Tom. It's Tuesday night. And, yeah, we're joined, as always, by Gabriel and Billy. Uh, and we're coming to the end of the show, right? So if you've just joined us, if you're tuning in just now, we have gone over our game of the week. And we do this every week. This week, I spoke about It, which is a prop game. Uh, and then we discussed... A prop hunt game, should I say. And then we discussed... Um, Games that had really small releases to begin with or games that had, you know, uh, very little people working on them like Billy's Minecraft uh, that turned into absolute phenomenons a few years later. And, you know, we've had some apps, like you said, Minecraft, absolute phenomenon that top of the pinnacle of gaming, really. You know, and I-, I spoke about Among Us 2, a game that took the world by storm during COVID. Okay, so... Finishing it off with the news, boys. Gabriel, Billy, I want to learn things today, all right? I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to get me up to date with what's been happening in the past week, as always. Billy, I'm going to start with you, mate.
2: So, have you ever heard of Spelunky?
0: I, yes, the name no. rings a bell, but I'm not too sure. I haven't, okay. no. So, Spelunky's a, a roguelike game. and
2: uh, You already know I'm very fond of those. Yeah, uh, of course. So, oh, it turns- yeah, yeah. <laughs> It turns out that the world record that stood for the last eight years was done by cheating.
0: Oh, which is yeah. Well, uh, that's 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 disappointing.
2: It is. Uh, it stood for eight years. It, someone beat Splunky Classic in two minutes thirty seconds. Now, to be fair to them, they didn't do this by particularly hacking or, uh, you know, like increasing their life, breaking
1: and, the game, so well, to speak, kind of thing. Y-
2: yeah, what they did was they installed a mod that allowed them to sort of save a layout. So because, you know, roguelikes change every time you play them. Oh, so yeah. what they did was they, they set it so that every time they loaded in, they'd have the same layout. So they could just learn that one really, really, really well. Okay. Um, but recently it got discovered. And I mean, really recently, it it's stood for an absurd amount of time that they'd used a mod to do this. So that instead of doing playing the game legitimately, they had sort of uh, cheated their way to this victory. And it's, it's got to be sort of disappointing for the, for the person who's been stood behind them for like the last six years a second on that leaderboard.
0: Oh, I bet. imagine.
2: To make it slightly worse for that person, because their record was 2 minutes 53 seconds, someone beat that that record and made it to 2 minutes 40 seconds, I think, before this got discovered, so they never oh, got to be first. No. Oh.
0: I know. <laughs> See, this is why they should have... Regula- I know they do have regulations now, but I know you, you know, when you're recording speedruns and all this sort of thing they have, you know, you need, need to record your record your game, record your your voice and video and all these yeah. sort of things to just verify that it's real and that there's no mods and all these sort of, yeah. all these sort of uh, things. Just to keep it in order, yeah. make sure no one's hacking.
2: I, I think part of it was that when this came out, the Spelunky speedrunning community was like tiny because Spelunky is not particularly, not like the best known game even now. So it, it does, it it. it probably would have been caught sooner if the community had been bigger at the time.
0: I see. Well, at least it's been uncovered now. I think that's the the, uh, important thing that's come out of it. It's not lasted forever. Someone cheated. It's unfair. But now it's, you know, it's been discovered. Someone else has come along and set another record that is actually official and real. And uh, we can move on now. Yeah. Okay, do you have another Do you have another piece of information for us, Billy, or is that all you've got no, this week? No, that's me done for this week. All oh, right, right. Okay, then. Gabriel, it's all up to you, mate.
1: Yeah, so starting off with some alarming news this week from me, as game streaming platform Twitch has been the victim of a leak, reportedly divulging confidential company information and streamers' earnings. More than 100 gigabytes of data was posted online on Wednesday, the documents appear to show that Twitch's top streamers each made millions of dollars from the Amazon owned company in the past two years. Twitch confirmed the breach and said, we have learned that some data was exposed to the internet due to an error in a Twitch server configuration change that was subsequently assessed by a malicious accessed sorry, by a malicious third party. Our teams are working with urgency to investigate the incident so i don't know what you guys think about this
0: this is this is big news and this has been big news for the past couple of days now hasn't it really you know it's it's scary to think the amount of information that has been taken and put on show and you know all all the top streamer salaries being being thrown about it's really it's really looking bad for twitch at the moment isn't it
1: definitely and i think it's it's awful i mean at the best of times, I wouldn't want my income publicized to the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, mean it's, it's just one of those things that it's just a real breach of yeah privacy.
0: Yeah, you know, we can we can say, oh yeah, but they're earning this much and this much, but it's it's, it's not the it's not you know that's not the important thing. There, there's still yeah. people that are working every day to earn a salary, and for someone and to they come do along, earn it, yeah, no, yeah. You, you, you're not wrong. You know, they they put hard. Put hard grinding for this over the years, sure. and you know they've, you know we can't just brush over the fact that their, you know private data and information's been leaked and, and shown to the to the world. It's just not fair. So uh, hopefully Twitch recover from this. Uh, they they sort cool. their security systems out, and hopefully nothing like this ever really happens again because it's really
2: well, they have just... all the Amazon money in the world. So
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Let's let's hope that they put that to good use then, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... You know, love goes out to the victims. I mean, it's quite. It's it's. I feel bad for them at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, no, it's never nice having. Yeah. having information leaked. Really, cool. Completely. Were you saying something? Yeah. Well, the the only thing I'm I'm gonna say is that if
2: uh if you have a Twitch account, you should probably put on two-factor authentication and change your password just to be sure.
0: You, yeah. you yeah. can't take too much too big a risk.
2: That's, That's a good.
0: Hitbox advice. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Sit up straight and, uh, <laughs> and sort out your Twitch box. <laughs> there we go. We're running into the list of things we need to do uh, after each after each session here, boys. And we're going to do that in a minute. Right. Fantastic, Gabriel. Is there anything else you want to discuss with us?
1: Yeah, well, another bit of concerning news I've seen this week is people calling into question the battery life of PlayStation 5 controllers most people agree that the new controller is the best gamepad sony has ever made or maybe even the best controller ever however one sticking point is its mediocre at best battery life its rival the xbox one series x controller uses AA batteries to overcome this issue and there have been no complaints from that side on that it's actually important to note and i know this but Microsoft who developed the Xbox also owned Duracell and this is a clear indication that they sort of invest in that space and I feel you know could this maybe be kind of trump card Microsoft are playing if now people are doubting these new Playsta- PlayStation
0: controllers wow so there it's the, the monopoly on the market is that much that oh, you know they're taking Ill. over Tom, yeah. it's
1: business in its finest hour, mate. That's what this is, you know. It's oh, classic.
0: wow. Okay, so.
2: I mean, well, well, I don't doubt Microsoft would absolutely do that because I don't trust corporations at all. Aren't PlayStation controllers all rechargeable batteries? So you could just stick them into the, the you know, PlayStation itself and get more, more battery.
1: Yes, so, and exactly, Billy. And that's perfect you said that because that brings me on to my next sort of point about this crisis, really, so the PlayStation 5 controller is supposed to have a 12-hour charge. However, people are finding that more demanding games are reducing this. One user timed their controller battery life at launch, and did it did indeed meet the specification of 12 hours. However, nearly a year down the line, and this has been reduced by up to 50%. So, And he's posted all of his recordings online, if you don't believe me. Um, just have a look. For this story, and you'll see it. The controller only lasts for a total of six hours now, so it's
0: halved. That's awful. That really, like, it is. If you think about it, it, only a year into its life cycle, it's not like it's, you know, the PlayStation Five is an old, an old console now. You know, it's it's brand new. You know, this this was never a problem uh, before. Previously, it's it's just clearly something that PlayStation uh, PlayStation hasn't really thought of too much.
1: No, and they didn't account for the different games, you know, um, using different levels of charge, if that makes sense. So the demanding probably... games drain it
0: a lot, longer. yeah, yeah. So, like games that have all the shock, like you know, the uh exactly. tactile feedback and the, the, the shock, is it Dual Shock on PlayStation? Yeah, that I that think cool, right. like DualShock that.
1: Controller, that's it, yeah,
0: yeah, that's the one. It must be something along those lines, yeah. It just sounds like deteriorating battery. That's not really too good for the uh playstation side of things really no nice. it's gonna force people to be uh going out and buying a secondary controller by the sounds of it and hopefully playstation release you know a version two or uh, make a statement on this and and fix the the controllers that they're producing in the future to to not have this issue otherwise all the playstation uh fanboys are going to be buying a, a a new um controller each uh year by the sounds of it
1: Definitely. I mean, I personally find a controller with a poor battery life to, gen. I mean, as console gamer, it's genuinely yeah. one of the most frustrating things, you know, not being, not having the thing that enables you to play the games. It's just, it's, it's, it's a necessity, nightmare.
0: isn't it? You can't really get over it unless you, unless you, you know, have it plugged in all the time, but then it's just defeats the point of it being a, a wireless controller. So 100% annoying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay is that it Gabriel that's everything you had for me this week
1: that is everything Tom
0: yes oh, spot on you've both enlightened me as always uh, and that's, that seems to be the end of the show guys right thank you so much for joining me boys uh, if you're listening at home this was the hitbox we're live every Tuesday 8 till 9 uh, we, you can find us on River Radio for playback as a podcast uh, we're definitely up there now so go have a look radio forward slash the hitbox uh will be right there you can listen back to our first few episodes uh to catch up and yeah as always posture sit up straight sort out your twitch email. passwords email as well yeah that nice one billy i, I knew i forgot uh, something right hitbox at river.radio that's where you can contact us if you need any Uh, need to give us any suggestions have anything that we should talk about any news that Gabriel and Billy should tell me email it to us there we'll respond within an instant and yeah I hope you guys stay around for next week and we'll see you on on Tuesday next week yeah perfect thanks boys as always we'll see you next time
2: Bye. bye